Uh, laser eyes are also necessary for ascertaining whether or not you can walk outside the plane, unless you're that guy at the bottom who's running, <laughs> running away. away. He doesn't want to help anybody. He's running away. Hello and welcome to the Non Sequitur Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 3rd. That is correct. Oh, thank goodness, because I was, I'm on spring break. I have no idea. Where are we right now? We are in a bunch of really red rocks. Yeah? Where at? In Arizona. What part of Arizona? The red part. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all of it. We are in all of Arizona. No, we're very close to Sedona. We are joined by Courtney. And Nick. Yeah. So and we as have. As usual, we are. Uh, Luke, yes. <laughs> as usual, we are forgetting to introduce myself. And Melissa. Yeah. Um, it happens sometimes. You yep. just got to get used to it. So and we are hiking today. Thankfully, it is nice, breezy, nice breezy not, not too weather. hot, maybe but 70. Good for shorts. I'm not wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> we are blinding the world. So, so why did you wear sunscreen? Because I turned pink. Is pink not better than white? Pink is more painful than white. That is a, it gives you cancer. Not necessarily. I don't have cancer yet. And I was red. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to keep an eye on that, yes. All right, so we will give you updates either from the hike or afterwards. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 4th. 4th. April 4th. Uh, it's spring break. What do I know? Uh, you will notice if you've been listening along that this uh, Wednesday update is happening much sooner in the podcast than you might have expected. Yesterday's updates were hampered by technical difficulties and the fact that we were all so stinking tired that we did not do an after-dinner update. Um, quick recap, we made it to Arizona. Met up with Courtney and Nick, hiked up some very steep rocks to Cathedral Rock, took a bunch of pictures, managed not to impale ourselves on cactus needles. Although someone with us did. Although someone we saw did, in fact, impale his finger. All the way through. Front to back, all the way through, and it broke off and was stuck inside his hand. Yeah, so we saw we saw some injuries, but we managed to survive. Ate ourselves some dinner at a... Food Network recommended restaurant, which was, you know, an interesting experience. And then immediately crashed and uh, fell asleep as soon as we got home, which didn't last long because, of course, we were all so excited about the Grand Canyon. I I would just like to say, so yesterday I thought the hike was almost perfect. I kind of started to fear that we wouldn't have as much fun today hiking as yesterday. Because I like I like scrabbling over rocks and kind of like having that like really kind of like visceral hiking experience. I fear this is going to be just on a trail, but I am literally looking out over the Grand Canyon as I speak, and it is immense. It is gorgeous and impressive. Would you perhaps even say that it is grand? I, I honestly think that that is selling it short. All right. Well, there will be pictures posted with the podcast so you can see what we are seeing. Right now we are sitting in the car because it's freezing outside. Literally. Literally literally freezing outside. 29. I think it's 29 outside. So it is below freezing outside. Very very windy as well. So we are sitting in the car eating breakfast. Which is frozen, frozen, Courtney says. uh, And getting ready to go on the hike. We will try and update some more throughout the day, barring technical difficulties or extreme weather conditions. Hello again from the bottom, well, almost the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I can see the river. We can see the river from here, which is as close as we're going to get on a day hike. We had grand ambitions. 
for getting to the bottom of the canyon today, but uh, it we could have gotten to the bottom. The, the problem is we wouldn't have been able to get back to the top alive in one day. Yeah. So uh, we stopped at a shady point. We are having some lunch and we are getting surrounded ready to head back. And Luke tells us we are surrounded by squirrels. Luke, tell us about the squirrels. Uh, they are adorable. And Melissa keeps telling me that I should not feed them. It is against the law, apparently. Arizona's got weird laws. They're anti, they're anti-Mexicans and anti-squirrels, but um, they're adorable. And Melissa had one literally within like biting distance of her calf, and she did not seem to mind. Nick, it's your first time in the Grand Canyon. How are you feeling? I feel okay. My feet are a little sore. Why are your feet sore? Because we just walked into the bloody Grand Canyon. It's like it's like a five-mile walk. What's so hard about that? Well, it's lots of downhill, which means your weight isn't right on the the cushy parts of your feet. That's a good point. I think there's uh, there's something to be said about the horribleness of downhill travel. Yeah. Uphill um, travel, I imagine I'm going to have other choice things to say about in another few hours. Uh, we talked earlier on the way down about the value of having a portal gun. <laughs> um, do you think this would be a good moment to have you know, taken advantage of such a technology? That would be fantastic. A portal at the top of this where we could just hop into a hole and pop out at the top of the Grand Canyon would be pretty nice. I think there'd be a lot of fun of chucking a squirrel through a portal, too. Like it, like an infinite. Oh, there's that squirrel again. Like an infinite portal. So we put one on the ground here, and then one above us on this rock face, and he just falls in perpetuity. Right, right. He'd be so confused. Melissa, how how is your foot situation? Um. Well, the boots are still pretty great. I do have a couple of sore spots on my ankles. I have to wonder how much of that is the pressure of going downhill, just really pushing on my ankles, and how much of that may be alleviated somewhat by the trek uphill. Now I'm just trying to make sure that everything is as situated as possible before we start back up so that I have the best chance of being comfortable on the way back up. Courtney, as the smallest one in the group, do you feel extra tiny being in the Grand Canyon? No, I feel my usual amount of tiny. (laughs) It's a weird place. You kind of lose perspective on what's big. Everything is just so large that it's... It, it, like, confuses your brain almost. Yeah, you do less scale. Well, it's fascinating because we're at the top, and you're like, oh, it's a big hole. And you get down, and there's, like, multiple stages of canyon where it just keeps getting more and more canyony as it goes. Yeah, true. We can no longer... And, you know, it's like we're so deep now. I mean, it's crazy. In the inner canyon. I know yeah, oh, we yeah. get to the bottom, but, but this is we can say we're in the inner canyon. I agree with that statement. Send us off with a, a quick a little on-the-trail vignette. Uh, dear Mom and Dad, I am in the Grand Canyon. It is Grant. Luke is no longer hiking in his pajamas. (laughs) You were right. He tried to take us all the way to the bottom before we knew it. We convinced him otherwise. We can see the river and the bridge. And now we are about to hike back up. If you are hearing this, it means we survived. Talk to you later. So I think one of the great tragedies of this trip is that we haven't had you mic'd the entire time. Because you've been saying some pretty ridiculous stuff, even relative to the dumb things I say. Uh, recently you were making a Borderlands reference. I was wondering if you could repeat that for the people at home. Oh, well, I was just thinking, when the skags jump out of the rocks and eat me, because inevitably I will die if the skags come. Um, just Just to make sure that you should search through their poop so you could get my guns back. That's the kind of stuff I've been putting up with. I think the sun might be getting to her. This could be the signs of heat stroke. How about you, Nick? You look somewhat miserable. You're also wearing a sweater or a sweatshirt on your head. Well, it keeps the sun off. Is that worth being hot? Uh, it's less hot with it than without. I can see the logic there. Mm-hmm. It's all right, though, because I'm actively standing in poo, and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I think my priorities are a little skewed ah. right now. 
What about you, Courtney? How are you feeling? This is uh, quite the hike, it turns out. Yeah, I'm sweaty and my toes hurt. Were you prepared for something this difficult? Mentally? I think it was going to hurt this bad, so yes. Does it, does it make you kind of sad that we're only like a third of the way there? That's why I'm not thinking about these things. Thanks for crushing my hope, Luke. Because, I mean, like, the rim is, like, even higher than that precipice out there, so. I was looking just right there. When the trail disappears on the top, that was my next goal. Just small baby steps? Yes. How about you, sweetie? Are you going to make it? Or are we actually going to leave you behind? I don't know. You look like you're having the hardest time. Uh, well, yes. Apparently all of the being in shapeness means nothing at, you know, 27,000 feet or whatever. <laughs> Does anybody actually know what the altitude is? I think 64. At, at the, the sign, you know, a couple switchbacks up, it'll be 4,700. Oh, wow. So we are, we are properly high. Yeah. How are we doing on our rations? Are we using our food and water well? I hope so. Otherwise, we're going to die. Courtney, what about you? We have a lot of food, not a lot of water. That seems like a party foul. And Nick? I'm out of water. Oh, <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting trip, I think. Um, it's more interesting if I collapse on the side of the road and you have to drag me up by my feet. Can I just roll you back down? I prefer not. It's There's a long water way down to, there, for sure. It's a bloody long way down. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We'll catch up with you guys later. Good afternoon. Welcome to the podcast that almost wasn't. It is now Thursday, April 5th, and you probably haven't heard a whole lot about our trip. Yeah, it just went from like, hey, it's Tuesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. Hey, it's Thursday. But not from lack of trying on our part. We've this, had some technical issues. This has been the podcast of technical difficulties. So um, we're going to try and give a little recap and talk about some things we've seen and done and experienced or whatever. I don't know. Maybe Luke will talk about his new age spirituality. We have um, a question about that. In, just a minute. Um, but we're currently sitting in sunny downtown Flagstaff. It is a, a bit breezy, I would say. I don't know that we could call this windy yet. The birds are still able to fly the direction they want to go. We'll let the listeners decide if it's actually windy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but we're sitting in lovely downtown Flagstaff. Um, yesterday, Wednesday, we went to the Grand Canyon, learned a lot about our our own limitations. Our own limitations <laughs> and our, our abilities. We did something that is completely not recommended. In fact, it's not just not recommended. It's like expressly forbidden. <laughs> On like multiple signs. Yeah, yeah like ev- everything yeah. says like if you do this, you will die. Right. If you want to be technical, we did not make it all the way down to the river and back. Um, but we could see the river. We could count the number of like vertical support beams on the bridge. Yes, yes, we could. And that is, in fact, hazardous to your health. How is your health today, Courtney? Other than being a little sore, my health's pretty good. Yeah, do you believe it was hazardized? Last night I might have said yes, but right now, no, <laughs> I, I think I'm okay. Nick, how about you? Was your health hazardized at all yesterday? Absolutely. <laughs> But we survived anyway. We survived despite We are here. We are alive. And I think you've got the worst injury. Your arm seems to be radiating pain to your uh, fingers. I, I twinged a nerve or something. It's fine. I think something, I, I think expectations-wise, the thing that surprised me the most about the, the Grand Canyon was just how steep that particular trail was. When I went with my parents when I was 10, we did the Bright Angel Trail, which is much longer, but much less steep. And we did the South Kaibab Trail yesterday, and it was steep. I felt it going down and up. I mean, it was it was working some muscles that I do not typically exercise on a regular basis, I'll be honest. Which one of you was talking about the our reaction to poop as the journey? Was that Nick? We need Nick on here. Yeah, so on the way down, all of us, I mean, they have those mule trains that go by, and they always leave their droppings. And on the way down, you take like two feet out of your way to, to step around them. 
But on the way back, we were just plod straight through the middle of it because we didn't care anymore. <laughs> Do you wish them out of step? That's how you can tell the difference between the, the day hikers and oh, the yeah. the insane people like us. We should mention the footwear again. The, the footwear and the people. So, Courtney, tell us about some of the crazy footwear you saw, particularly in that last mile or so of hiking, where people just go down a mile, take some pictures, and go back out and say they, quote, hiked the Grand Canyon. Um, the German lady in flip-flops, her feet were covered in the white dust from that <laughs> section of the trail. It was hard to tell they were flip-flops, but they were. I kept wondering, like, she was going to get hurt with a rock or something. Yeah, she was going to get lots of pain, but let's see. There was also the Steve Maddens that Luke yeah. saw, little Thank tiny slip-on yeah, shoes. Pretty sure there were just lots of bad shoe choices in like general with bands and Converse and other canvas crap shoes. Yeah, people are stupid. Um, so this morning's excursion, we went to the Walnut Canyon. Cliff dwellings, cool plants. I went there when I was 10. I liked it. I liked it again this time. But everybody else, it was it was a new, novel experience. So um, tell us about it. I also quite like it. It's small, but well done. And I didn't think I was going to die by hiking down all the stairs and back up them, even though the sign was wrong. Really well-maintained trail. I mean, it's clearly a more educational attraction than, like, the Grand Canyon is just a natural attraction. And so more paved pathways, which was nice. Luke? Uh, it was cool and simple. I mean, it was, you know, kind of like a, a neat little way to end the, the journey. Um, I would rather talk about our food the last two times we've gone out. Uh, last night, we went to a crazy pizza place in Flagstaff. Do you remember the name? Pizza Furiosa. Yeah, Pizza Furiosa. And it was like super hipster. Like all of the tables and flooring and benches and everything were made from recycled uh, bowling alleys. And then the, um, the the music was being played on vinyl records. They had like rock training implements in the kitchen so that the people cooking pizzas could also work on their handhold techniques. Uh, like the whole thing was like super strange. Um, and then today we went to Diablo Burger, which was quite amazing. The the patties are crazy thick, like at least an inch probably, and very pink on the inside. Also very hipstery. Um, you know, like they they basically know all of the farmers and ranchers that they're getting their ingredients from. So they basically all know all the cows by name. Are you kidding? They, yeah. Was the food good, Nick? Absolutely yeah. delicious. You didn't mind the pinkness? No, I didn't. Usually I would, but not here. The thing that struck me though is that of the four or five places we've eaten, I think the Mexican restaurant we went to was probably the most disappointing. Yeah, and that was the one that like Guy Fieri said was like worth going to or something like that. Maybe we just didn't order the right food. I have no you idea. Ordered you ordered something he liked. Oh, apparently I yeah I didn't really care for it. <laughs> it was. So kind of just, but I mean, we kind of worked our way up. I think the burger place was the best for our part of the trip. So I, I texted a bunch of people and asked them to send us in random questions. So we're going to do our best to answer a few of these before we get going. Uh, Josh and Lacey wants to know how deep is the deepest part of the Grand Canyon and how long would it take a rock to fall that far? Nick, you tried throwing a rock. I did. And I'm afraid I couldn't hear the echo at the bottom when the rock finally struck. Yeah, it's super deep. Uh, do we know what the height to bottom ratio is? Is it like 3,000 feet? The highest part of the rim is about 7,000 feet. The bottom's 2,000, I think. So about a mile deep, apparently, Josh. At the deepest. At the deepest, at, at the Colorado River. And we have no idea how long it would take a rock to fall. You are an engineer. You can do the math. Uh, Danielle in Sacramento says, what is it that makes the rocks red? And are there other cool geological tidbits that we can feed her? 
Not um, all of the rocks are red. Some are white. Yeah. yeah, the path actually did change quite often. As I guess as you were going through the different strata, like it would yeah. switch between red and kind of clayish. Brown. One's even brown and green. That was cool. So we don't know why they're red. Iron oxide. Something oxide. Yeah. Soil. Some kind of iron Rust oxide. Rust of some kind, yeah. yeah. Was there any other kind of geological tidbits? There, so, there well, like, some of the rocks were flaky and some were not. Wait, we know the name of that one, like, crystally looking stuff, right? We saw a couple of veins of... Mica. Mica. Yeah. We, we saw some mica, some sparkly, flaky stuff. So, we are not geologists. Sorry, Daniel. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, we learned that the, the Kaibab formation is a... What was it's it? A thing. A, a, a limestone? A li- sandstone? I don't I know. I think a sandstone formation could be limestone. I it was a sign several hours ago. But the, the the North and South Kaibab Trails and the Kaibab National Forest are actually named after a geological formation. we got Max in Olympia. He wants to know what was the best, worst part of the Grand Canyon, and what do you mean by New Age spirituality? Well, Luke, you're going to have to take the New Age spirituality question. Um, best. Wait, wait, you guys are no more or less like informed about vortices than I am. <laughs> we care a lot less than you do. <laughs> um, best part of the Grand Canyon, the views. Yeah, I, I think actually not just the views, but knowing that you've like conquered this amazing thing. I think every time we were looking up from the bottom saying, oh, I got to get up to that rim and then actually getting up to that rim and seeing another rim and getting up, like there was this kind of like weird prideful achievement in my heart that I was like, man, I'm conquering this thing. Because we don't have hikes like that in Washington as far as I know. Well, you haven't summited rain What's the worst yet? part? We didn't get bit by any rattlesnakes. I guess that's good. <laughs> the blister is the worst part. Yeah. Nick almost dying. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the heat exhaustion is pretty unfortunate. Yeah, in the afternoon, like noonish, one-ish, the sun was hot and heavy, and that was not so good. Yeah, I don't know what I mean about New Age spirituality other than like Sedona and many other places just have crystal shops and psychic readers and v- vortex things. Vortexes of energy that nobody knows what kind. But apparently the crystals help harness it and align your chi or something. Yeah, a lot of places you've seen have got weird, like, little New Age trinkets you can buy. It's like there's a certain level of skepticism that accompanies chiropractors because they just adjust your back. This is, like, one level beyond that, where they're adjusting <laughs> your spiritual back. <laughs> spiritual back. Bob in Seattle, what is it like having consistent weather? Windy. Yeah, it's way windier than I thought it would be. I guess I should have known that it's a desert. Thoughts? Are you, are you pleased with the weather, Courtney? Up here, yes. It's warmer here than it was in Tucson, so... Melissa, this whole trip was to get you sun. Do you feel like you got we got sun? sun and it was excellent? I'm I'm very quite pink. So, oh man, I don't know if I can answer Noah's question. We might have to come back to that. Uh, is Arizona iced tea more or less expensive in Arizona, <laughs> Mike? That is Mike from Lacey. It is the exact same price at Safeway. It is ten for ten dollars, just like it is in Olympia. And I think we've got an amazing picture of me drinking Arizona iced tea in Arizona. In Arizona. So we'll have to include that picture as well. All right, so Luke and I are about to get on the shuttle. We are headed back to Phoenix to fly home. Courtney and Nick are continuing on their journey. This is the mystery part of their journey, so we may have to get back in touch with them for an update uh, on a a future podcast to see how the mystery portion went, because as I understand it, you have no plans for the next part of your vacation? Yes. And you're here till tomorrow night? Yes. Our only plan involves returning the car by 3.30 and getting on a plane at 5.00. Awesome. Do you even know where you're staying tonight? No. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're going on a mystery adventure, and it's going to be very exciting for them. going to end up staying in the car. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you do, don't get bit by rattlesnakes, and make sure you take two quarts of water with you when you hike. And wear good shoes. And wear good shoes. And don't touch the cactus. And don't touch the cactus. <laughs> good advice for all of us. So, for this bonus episode of the Non-Sequitur Podcast, this is Melissa signing off. 